Welcome to Succeed Intentionally with your host, Success Coach Mo Davis. I'm excited for what you're about to learn in this particular podcast. And I can't say it's my favorite because all of them are pretty much my favorite, but I guarantee you'll find something that you're missing in this one. All right, enjoy. Hi, guys, and welcome to my second episode. Oh, gosh, this is absolutely insane to me that I'm doing this for the second time. And I'm really excited about what's taking place in my life and kind of just some feedback from you guys. But anyway, so again, welcome (laughs) to Succeed Intentionally with Monique Davis. Okay, and um, the first episode, I shared my breakthrough moment and finding success in a couple of dirty pots. And I got a lot of feedback and a lot of people that made really encouraging comments or some that looked at me with a side eye about being so transparent. But I believe you have enough coaches out here and enough experts and individuals that have platforms claiming to keep it real, but really not sharing the truth of how they got to where they are. And even some of the current mistakes that they're doing and what they're making. So we talked um, in in a previous episode about living intentionally. And that's the the whole concept of this, this platform is succeeding intentionally and allowing success to truly come after you. Um, You know, today, I'm going to dive more into the powers of succeeding intentionally. And um, it's my belief that pretty much every area of your life is included in it. It revolves around action. If you think about success in anything, faith, you know, you think about action, faith walking, right? Relationship building, career climbing, business planning, you know, housekeeping. I know about that, (laughs) but you get the hint, right? So I have uh, dissected my life and also uh, the lives of those who I coach. And um, I've discovered some really core areas and, and I call them the seven powers of intentional success. And they all have actions. And um, today we'll be talking about the first power, which is self-success. And it may sound like I'm saying like self-promotion or something like that or success of yourself. I'm definitely not saying it in that type of way um, from a superficial standpoint. I'm definitely referring to the action of self-caring. You know, um, I definitely don't want to get into (laughs) self-promotion because without going into too much, um, because I'll go off track and I don't want to digress, but, you know, every really great opportunity I've ever had has always came, you know, to me, to come find me. But whenever I try to self-promote myself, it never quite worked out the way I expected it to. Um, And so even thinking about that, I was, uh, this is so not even in my notes here, (laughs) but what I, uh, I previously was, I saw an ad on this um, this organization. It's a very high, distinguished organization. And I said to myself, I need to be a part of that organization. And I didn't wait for anyone to come contact me. I didn't wait for anyone to 
you know, reach out to me. I decided that, you know, I had the money. I could afford to be a part of this organization. So I paid the dues. Oh, I went through this process where they had to check me out, make sure I was a an up and up coach. <laughs> and, um, you know, I had real clients and I was doing real business and all that good stuff. But after that whole process, you, there was a fee that you had to pay to be a part of it. And it's a, a pretty huge fee um, for an organization. And it comes out like quarterly. And again, I had the money. So I said, okay, sure, I'll do it. And I, I was a part of it. And so being a part of it, I got so many kudos, so many congratulations, all of this, you know, really great stuff. But here's the thing. It never bore any fruit. Like, when I say fruit, like there was nothing, I didn't receive a speaking engagement from it. I didn't receive, um, I don't know, money or new clients from that particular post or, you know, anyone referencing that when they reached out to me. It was something that I decided that I needed at that time. I wanted to elevate myself, right? And so as a result, guys, um, ultimately, I ended up, of course, you know, leaving um, corporate America, not having that good old steady check that you get every uh, every couple of weeks. Right. And so that was one of the bills that my husband and I decided, like, you know, this is not a mandatory bill. We don't need to, you know, be, you know, be spending thousands of dollars a year for this. Right. And so I, you know, politely opted out, gracefully <laughs> opted out of it. And I'm telling you what, I, and I know this is going to sound crazy to some of you, but I promise you when I let, let it go, let, you know, left that organization um, and that association, um, I started to get all types of speaking engagements. <laughs> I started to get all types of opportunities and it was nothing um, that I did. It was always well, I was referred to you from this person. They said that you're the right person to help me with my career. I'm trying to be um, a director of, uh, you know, psychology at a college or, you know, going out for this really big position as a principal at the school. Like whatever their reason was, they came to me because someone else said that I was the person to contact. So, um, you know, I don't know really why I got into that, <laughs> but I, I wanted to tell you what self-promotion is, and this is not it. Self-success and the first power of self-success is self-care. And the most important thing is that we don't try to promote ourselves, that we just allow God essentially to do the promoting. Um, but anyway, so I guess we kind of can segue into the first thing that I believe it takes for accomplishing the first power of success, which is self-assessment. Um, you have to keep it real with you, with yourself first, before you do it with anyone else. Uh, one of the things I previously uh, advised my career coaching clients was to touch base with someone that you see around the office that you don't necessarily have a relationship with, but you know you guys know each other. You. you from just a professional standpoint and approach that person and say, you know, hey, I'm in a professional development program and I was wondering if you could help me by being honest with me. <laughs> if you were to, to describe me 
to someone that you're really close with. Now, the reason why I say someone that you're really close with is because a lot of times how we describe someone to, let's say, another professional in the workplace or someone in a, in a very professional environment or, you know, someone that we're not very close with is normally very surface and, you know, professional. Um, however, if we're speaking to someone that's like a confidant, someone who's, who we're really um, connected to and trust, we can kind of let our hair down just a little bit, right? So then we get to say things like, yeah, you know, this person is this, this, but she really kind of, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's why I add that part in there. So anywho, I say, yeah, so I'm in a professional development program and I was wondering if you could help me by being as honest as possible. Um, if you were to describe me to someone that you're, you're pretty close to, how would you describe me? And, you know, ask that person, say, you know, what would you say is my biggest area for improvement, right? You guys, I know this sounds like wacky, but I promise you, people are really excited to help you in developing yourself. <laughs> they really are. They are willing to give you that information because, first of all, they feel honored that you asked. Secondly, they may have been dying to tell you this information about yourself. You know, for instance, I talk about, um, you know, normally with clients, I talk about my own experience because I am a very transparent coach. And I talk about my own experience. I say, you know, when I did this for myself years ago, <laughs> one young lady told me, you know, I just see you as this powerhouse. You're this really great person. And she was just telling me all of these great things about myself. You you seem like you're a giver, but, and I'm like, oh goodness, there's a but. <laughs> but you also seem like you're somewhat selfish. And I literally, I could not like fix my face. My face went to a whole nother level. I was so shocked that she said that because I'm such a giver. I'm always doing for people. And when she said selfish, I did not know how to take that. And I didn't look mean or anything like that. I wasn't like aggressive or anything like that. But I was just like, wait, she got, she's she got this so wrong. But then she explained and she said, well, it's more on the you know, on our, on the communication side of things being selfish. She said that sometimes I've seen you in conversations, you know, with me or other individuals, it doesn't seem like you're listening intentionally, but more so waiting for your turn to speak. And I was just so floored. And I thought to myself like, oh, wow, is, is that really, really, really me? Like, <laughs> you know, because we can't always say people are being haters, guys. We have to really kind of, that's what the self-assessment is about. We have to look into ourselves and take a hard look in the mirror, not a glance, not a once over, but like really stand there and look at our flaws and look at our, you know, our shortcomings and be able to say, oh goodness, this is true about me. I really do have a really big pimple right there, <laughs> you know? And so she really pointed out a big pimple that I didn't see because I just glanced in the mirror, right? And um, all of the good things that she said about me were true in my, in my opinion, not being, not tuning my own horn. But yeah, I believe that, that I do bring a certain element into the room when I come in and I do bring a professionalism and all that good, all the good stuff that she said. But 
that one part about being selfish in my communication and not listening intentionally was a game changer. (laughs) That was a game changer for me. And I apologize. And, um, you know, after that, I just was so, 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 so intentional with my listening skills to the point where people would ask, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Just, I want you to finish what you're saying. Like I would literally listen with intention to retain what they're saying and another another trick with that is I would even, you know, a lot of times with coaching, the, the client will give you what their thoughts are, their vision, right? They'll say, you know, X, Y, Z. And then you'll say, well, what I'm understanding that what, what, what you're saying or what you're trying to say is this. And that you kind of regurgitate it back. So you have to have really, really, you have to be in tune, you know, when, when you're coaching. And so I brought that skill set into my professional life. Whereas if I was speaking to someone, I tried my best to reiterate what they said, to make sure I received it and understood it and that they could, um, they could also identify that there was listening going on, (laughs) that I was actually using my listening skills. Okay. I mean, when someone tells you something like that, I promise you it does change you, but I'm saying all that to say, that's the first step. That's the first power of success. Um, within yourself. That's the first power of self-success is self-assessment, you know? Um, and that's how you really kind of mature in, in your, your success mindset, I call it. And, you know, a lot of um, gurus, and I even had a really, man, I had a really great person give me some advice um, about, you know, faking it kind of till t- you make it um, as it re- relates to this the, some business stuff. And I said, okay, when she initially told me the advice and I thought to myself, man, that would help with my business, but it seems so fake. It seems so, it, it seems like it, it lacks something. It, it, it lacks sincerity. It lacks authentic, authenticity. You know, it, it just, there's, there's faith in it until you make it, and then there's faith in it until you make it, right? And so you have to know yourself enough to know that faking it is not going to be enough. You, you got you got to have faith. I know I'm not trying to plug the song, but you got to have faith. You really do. Um, and so the self-assessment and the faith brings me kind of to another um, thing I wanted to talk about, which was you know, self-sabotage because, you know, that's one of the things that I believe, especially women, (laughs) and I hate to say that. Oh my goodness. I really, really do. I hate to say that, but, um, yeah, definitely women, we, as women, we go through this self-sabotage thing and I have no idea. Well, I, of course I know where the root of it all is from. It's like, a lot of us are so fragmented and so broken from things that have happened to our in our past that we have not healed from. And it goes back to being a child. You know, I remember being younger and I was trying to like sing this song and one of my family members said, "Oof, girl, you just you're always shaking when you when you sing. Ugh. 
you know, that's so annoying or something like that, she said. And and I would shake even more because I'm like, okay, but maybe I'm not good enough. And then all these other, of course, when I grew up, all these other famous women, you know, it's called vibrato. They use it all the time. Beyonce is the queen of it. But that was something that I never developed because I was so like in my mind, always thinking about that one comment that, ooh, that's so annoying that when you do that. <laughs> and it was naturally, you know, kind of how I sung. So anywho, um, but but I'm just giving you an example. There's what I don't know what it was in your past, but there's something that happened to you in your past that kind of um, gives you that whole feel of self-sabotage, right? where you have the tendency to talk negative towards yourself and to kind of discourage yourself before you even get to the next level. And there are so many different ways that, you know, we end up being impacted by our own negative thought process. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter kind of whatever the situation and these things Basically, the self-sabotage is what prevents you from self-success. And so if you want to get to that next level with success in your finances, success in your home, and success in some relationships, there's so many different areas that self-success can prohibit you from um, achieving true success in. Um, it's crazy. Like you really have to be intentional when it comes down to self-sabotage and really understanding the power of self-success. So like, for instance, when things are going well, we get this, this mindset, even when things are going well, especially in business, if you have been like for me, for example, um, some may know this, some may not, but I come from a very low income family. Um, as far as when I was growing up, that we were very, very um, just low income, poor. We all lived in like one bedroom. Um, my mom had her bedroom, but the, the four of us shared a bedroom. That's how it was initially growing up. And, you know, so you come from that mindset and then, you know, having a lot of trials and a lot of tribulations that happen to you, you know, throughout that, throughout your life, especially in those younger years, that's that foundation. It gets us to thinking when things start going good, you're like, uh oh, something something's bad. Something bad is about to happen. It can't keep going good for this long. It absolutely cannot. Uh oh, I have to figure out. You know, like, you know, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna stay on top? How am I gonna keep, you know, winning? And you know, that's just not how I believe. You know, our creator works. You know, I just don't believe that. You know, I believe that when we set forth those types of negative attitudes, that's what happens. You know, if you say you're successful, you're successful. If you say you're not successful, then you're not successful, right? And so, you know, as it relates to identity, we have to realize who we are. You know, I have to tell myself I am valued. I am purposed. I'm appointed by God. I am assigned, you know, to different people and different businesses and brands to help them transform into, you know, the best level that they could possibly be in and to, you know, grow their business. And, you know, 
I'm, I'm meant to serve. You know, all of these things you have to continue to tell yourself. You, that's how you overcome self-sabotage. It's when you say you don't know who you are, you say, you know what? Absolutely. Every day, God is helping me discover my purpose. I may not know who I am at this second. <laughs> I know that I'm a servant of God. I know that I'm um, meant to help people in this arena. I may not always get it right, but God chose me. He helps me every day discover who I am. You know, there's so much that we tell ourselves, even individuals who feel like they haven't quite discovered themselves or they haven't taken a true like self career or professional assessment to help them along the way. Because I believe those are essential. My first career um, identity assessment was amazing. That's why I'm an, an advocate for it. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur or a career professional um, or whatever, basketball player, where whoever you are, taking an assessment, like a really heavy duty, um, intuitive and very thorough um, assessment with, the, with someone who's like a coach or of some sort, it can change your life. So anyways, so those types of things, if you're if you're that person, you're sometimes you ha- don't have those opportunities or resources or tools or so you think to take those types of assessments um, about yourself. And so the quickest self-sabotage moment that you have is, well, I really don't have any gifts or you know what? There's really nothing special about me. But God's word says otherwise that we have various gifts, you know, there's so much. He said, I, there's a, a scripture that says, even before we were born, that God created us to do some great things. And that's the thing. I believe that. Yes, I believe that the, the Bible doesn't like know about what's happening right now in this day and age, as far as like, you know, we're, we're not, you know, giving up off offerings on an altar <laughs> anymore. But there's so many principles there that it's like a great blueprint, you know, and it's a great answer to self-sabotage. If you want to conquer self-sabotage, not only with you writing down all of your areas that you feel like are so horrible, write down everything that you think in your life that is just like, oh, I hate this about me. I feel like I'm not smart enough. Okay, what are you not smart enough at? Well, I'm not smart enough as it relates to um, growing my business. Or, you know what, I don't know anything about technology and I feel like I have to have technology in order to grow my business. Or, you know what, I don't know anything about Excel and in my job, you have to have Excel to go you know, to the next level. Okay, so write all of those things down. And I promise you, with prayer, moving closer to God, and decreeing the exact opposite out loud, creating a solution before the solution gets there will bring you to your next. It'll bring you out of the self-sabotage. It's like a guarantee. You know, I, I can't guarantee it unless you actually do it. But if you do it, if you implement it wholeheartedly, it will absolutely change your life. And so that's the thing that, um, you know, I wanted to, to help today is just to kind of go over the self-sabotage as, as it relates to self-success. That's the biggest stopper. That's the biggest bottleneck. Um, and 
one of the other pieces is for you to be teachable. You know, you know, it's nothing wrong with asking someone about yourself and getting the self assessment, but it's everything. But there's also nothing right about you not doing anything about it. <laughs> so you get all this information, you hear it, you hear it, and you're just like, okay, got it. But you didn't really listen intentionally. Like you didn't really hear it. You didn't really listen, listen, you know, as they say, listen, listen. Yeah. You, you have to really, really listen, listen, and then be able to have that spirit of being teachable, being able to say, you know what? I don't know everything. You know what? I do think negative thoughts about me. You know, some of the most famous people have tons of insecurities, whether it's about their biological family traits and characteristics or, you know, something about, you know, um, them not having something that they really want. You know, some people may say that they're not a likable person or they don't, you know, communicate properly or whatever that whatever it is that you've heard about yourself from someone else. There's other people in high prominent positions that feel the same way or have felt the same way and utilize self declarations and affirmations over their lives in order to overcome it in order to overcome it. I'm telling you, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is, or so she is. Whatever you consume yourself with, that's what you'll be. And so I just hope that today's um, broadcast or podcast will help you to, you know, visualize yourself in a different light. Not allowing self-sabotage to take over completely uh, as it relates to your vision, how you see yourself, your perception versus your reality, right? Hearing, you know, what you hear, what you listen to. You know, someone can say, oh my gosh, I really love this outfit on you. Um, I don't know about that purse, but girl, I love everything else. Well, they offered their their comments, you know, you didn't, you didn't solicit it. It's unsolicited information or feedback, but they gave it to you. But see, the only thing we're concentrating on what we hear is that that purse that they don't like versus the whole outfit that they love, right? What we speak, what we say out of our mouths, you know, today, today was a rough day for me because my daughter Zoe, um, we went to the doctor and, we, and she was tested positive for um, flu symptoms. And I refuse to say that she has the flu. She has flu symptoms and she's getting healed from it. And that it's all about what you speak. My husband and I both were both just saying like, oh, no. When the doctor was saying whatever she was saying, like, OK, no, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. No, that's not our portion. Um, yes, we're going to take the, the medicine. Yes, we're going to take the prescription. Prescription. You know, we're going to do everything that we should do, every measure that we should take, but we're still not receiving it. You understand what I'm saying? What we're speaking out loud is the exact opposite. Zoe is healed. Zoe is completely healed. I am completely healed. Um, you know, my son is healed. Everybody's healed. Everybody's good. Self-sabotage will have you mute mouth and not saying anything. Self-sabotage will have you 
whining and complaining and being the victim instead of the victor about everything and speaking death instead of life because life and death lie in the power of the tongue. That's what speaking those, that's a major area of self-sabotage, right? And so I I remember um, someone um, years ago would tell me, well, look, I would complain about so much. Oh my goodness. I was the queen of complaining, right? And then I would say, and she would say, you know, you can either be pitiful or you can be powerful. It's up to you. Because she would listen to me for a long time. <laughs> and then I was waiting for her to, to give me this, oh, you're right. Your, your life is so horrible. Oh, my goodness. You just had it so rough growing up. You, you were abused. You, you know, you were, come from a low-income family. You know, you didn't have any role models. Your dad wasn't around. Like, all of these things, right? And I'm just expecting her to give me this really long pity party and just the whole, you know, have this whole conversation with me about how, messed up my life is, right? And she goes, <laughs> well, you know, you could be pitiful or you can be powerful. And I definitely had an aha moment. I have a lot of aha moments, right? Game-changing moments. I have a lot of those. But that's the power of speaking. That's that's the that's how you can get yourself out of self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is speaking it. And then your mind you got to capture those thoughts. If you allow those thoughts to continue to keep going and festering, it's like um, the domino effect or like a, a, a small snowball rolling down <laughs> and getting bigger and bigger. That's what it happens when you allow it to speak in your mind and you have to let it go. All right. Um your mental is, it's so important to have peace. A a really wise woman who I really hope to have on the show very soon. She's a wealth coach. She's my wealth coach. Um, Her name is Tyra Baruti. She, she says um, to me one day, she says, you know, peace comes before prosperity. And I said, absolutely. And truth comes before peace. You get it. So you get the truth about yourself. You get the truth about where you really are. You get the truth about where you can go. You get the truth about yourself. And then comes the peace. And then after the peace, like Tyra Baruti says, comes the prosperity. Wow. So again, your mind capturing those thoughts and not allowing them to continue to fester, not allowing them to continue to speak to you and go on and on and on about how bad things are going for you or how bad things could go for you or how bad things have gone for you in your life. Okay. I'm sorry if I'm doing a lot of, because again, I told you guys about the whole thing that's happening in my house, but I'm speaking life to this throat of mine. Okay. Um, But moving on to your heart, your heart, your heart can really mislead you. Your heart, oh, absolutely, can be a part of that self-sabotage. And you have to walk firmly in forgiveness. Self-sabotage can also be you having the heart of resentment, having the heart to compare yourself to everyone else. That's a big, big thing for me. Like if you... I know for a fact that if you, you know, see someone that you think 
shouldn't be where they are or you feel like, you know, they don't deserve such and such. That's a hard issue. That is not, that's not hearing. That's not speaking. That's not mental. I've had it happen to me. I've had people admit that to me. And I, and I, and I wondered, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, they were maybe kind of not as friendly to me. And I would be like, I don't understand why they're not wanting to be my friend. Like, what did I do? I don't understand what I did. And it's not anything to do with me. It's their own thing, right? But self-sabotage will have me in this whole rejection thing. And and, in my heart, I'm trying to people please in order for me, (laughs) in order for me to like, I don't know what, like, I don't know what I was thinking at, at that time in my life, but I'm so glad I'm delivered from that, right? But your heart has to be right. You can't compare yourself to others, right? That's a part of self-sabotage. And you absolutely positively cannot have resentment for other people. Then even within your your body, self-sabotage is allowing yourself, your body to be misused. You know, when when, especially with women. And see, here's the thing. I am not going to go there, but I'm going to say this. It's not just women. It's men too, right? So regardless if you're a man or a woman, you can be definitely walking in self-sabotage, self-sabotage with your body, consistently just laying with any person, not caring who, just so you can forget about a moment or just so you can have pleasure for a moment or just so that you can feel like you conquered someone or something. That's a self-sabotage moment because at the end of the day, you're leaving a piece of yourself to someone who you truly are not supposed to even, you know, that, that they don't, they don't, you don't belong to them. They don't belong to you, right? So in the body, when you're thinking about your body being a part of self-sabotage, it's just those women who kind of beat themselves up. I even, I've had clients and, and individuals that I've spoken to who's, um, who used to cut themselves. And, you know, that's a part of self-sabotage. You want to, you know, you feel like your life is, is, is horrible, but people looking at you see your life is like, oh gosh, he has a great life or she has a great life. And so in order for you to make the pain feel like something, you want to cut yourself. So that you can, so the pain can be tangible. So when you're delivered from all of those areas, when I say delivered, I mean completely set free. (laughs) When you are completely set free from all of those areas, O-M-G, that is when you can walk firmly in self-success. You can walk firmly in self-confidence. Okay, that is when you don't have to worry or you don't have to, um, you know, try to wait to excel. Right. (laughs) You're not waiting to excel. You're not waiting for validation. You're not waiting for someone else to tell you job well done. Right. You're just really, truly, for real, for real (laughs) succeeding. You're really, really, for real, for real, walking in your purpose. You're really, really, for real, for real, building an intentional business, an intentional life, 
an intentional family. So no matter who it is, no matter what, you don't have to allow self-sabotage to affect you or anyone else in your life. You can literally get out of your own way. You no longer have to stand around waiting for someone to call your name. That's a part of self-sabotage. When you're, when you're clear and free of all of those things that we just talked about, all of those things from the heart to the hearing to the speaking to the vision to the mind to the body, when you can master those areas, OMG, that's when the that's that's when you get close to prosperity. That's when the prosperity starts to happen. I noticed that in my life, and I'm telling you, <laughs> the more I got closer to God, the more I got the more I got free from all of those things in myself, the more I started to get success or understand what success is. Success wasn't always and isn't always money or finances. We're talking about the true success right now, that self-success, that self-confidence is success. Being able to affirm yourself, that's success. Being able to walk in the promises that you know that God has for you, that's success. Being able to accomplish those goals in your mind, in your heart, in your in your in your vision, in your behaviors, in your actions, and your all of those things are connected to success. So, <laughs> I hope that was um, a good second episode for you guys. I really, really, truly hope that you continue to um, listen in every Thursday. My desire, my dream, my wish, um, my prayer is that each person that listens to these broadcasts, these podcasts are transformed, that they feel my experiences and they hear my story or the stories of others that I'll have on as interviewers and interviewees that'll say, you know what? I don't have to go through that because they already did, right? Or, you know what? I'm going through this right now but goodness gracious, this podcast just transformed my life. That you know what? I'm not making the $10,000 a month mark that I said that I was going to make for my business this month. But you know what? I'm really successful today on overcoming that self-sabotage thought process that I had or that self-sabotage vision that I had of of other people and how I see other people like that or how I see myself. Those successes matter. That's the first power, which is self-success of the seven powers of intentional success. And I hope, and again, I pray and that you guys definitely receive something from it. It has been an absolute honor speaking to you guys and being able to pour into you. And I am always open for suggestions, suggestions or feedback or anything. Um, you can on, on the, um, on this anchor.fm platform, you can leave messages if you have questions and I'll add the mess messages in the next episode. Or if you like this, if you're on Google play, Google podcasts, or if you're on iTunes, Apple podcasts, 
or Spotify, wherever you're on, please, please, please make sure you write a review. It's so important because um, this is my livelihood. This is all that I do. And so it really helps when I can hear what you say and be able to give you a response back and um, you know provide feedback in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And even if you have a suggestion, a suggestion <laughs> for my next topic, um, then definitely do so. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. And our next episode will be about the second power um, of intentional success. And you have to stay tuned to find out what that is. Thanks again for joining me on Succeed Intentionally with Monique Davis.